Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 365 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 365. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, there is actually four. Two of them we've used in discussion, actually three of them we've used in discussion f- before for different purposes. The fourth is very new and we're just recently used it. So uh, you'll see why we put them all together in just a moment. The tool that we've never discussed before that we're bringing to the dialogue today is a tool called Rumble.studio. R-M-B-L-E-S-T-U-D-I-O. Rumble Studio. Rumble Studio is for, um, lack of a better way, what's called asynchronous recordings. What does this mean? It means that the person doesn't have to be in and present during the dialogue. The tool itself is built mainly to support podcast development, uh, being able to interview people remotely and then take their answers to the questions you send them, take their recordings of those answers and bring them back into your podcast. It's a tool that's been used for many, many years. It helps um, with the interview process in lots of ways. One, it allows the user to use their own microphone, hardware, and equipment so that you're not worried about the uh, atypical phone noise of trying to have them lively, live interact and record them uh, with your recordings of the show. Um, you'll see a lot of times, they use it on TV shows uh, and newscasts in that reason, where you see an interview with a particularly famous person that person's doing a gambit of several different interviews, and so it doesn't always happen at the convenient time of news broadcast. So what will happen is a series of questions are presented, those questions are reenacted on the on the live show, and the person's response to those questions literally have been recorded versions of the same question. That's what's called asynchronous recording. It's used in podcasts, as I said before, for the same purpose and reason. We have it for a different purpose in our discussions today, which we'll get to shortly. The next tool is one that we have referred to before that gets used in a lot of really cool ways for me from sales perspective and just general communication. It's called dub.com, D-U-B-B.com. It's a video recorder that can then be implanted into your uh, emails. Uh, It could be used on a website. It's a means really basically for a person to hit a button and do a recording and then share that. Uh, you may think, well, there's lots of platforms to do this, and you're correct, but a lot of them are very um, specific to the platform that they're being offered on. Like, if you're going to do a recording on Facebook for them, it's literally on Facebook that you're sending it, and it's not easy for you to extract that and use it on other platforms. 
We'll get to the reason why we're throwing it into today's discussion. So that's dub, D-U-B-B dot com. The next one is one that we have referred to for a different reason, but similar in concept today, and that is Video Peel, V-I-D-E-O-P-E-E-L.com. Video Peel allows or was built with the direct purpose of creating uh, authentic video reviews. Uh, from a retail perspective, it's people doing unboxings, uh, sharing the usage of the product that you sent them and what have you. It's a, it's a video interaction capability. Uh, it does a lot of stuff, uh, but that's its primary function purpose. Uh, we've used it and used it in our shows previously to discuss about getting uh, consumer sentiment and also feedback and reviews that can be used that you can share with people that are more engaging being video than they are just some typed testimonial. So the tool we'll talk to in some ways, but uh, and different purposes for our, te our te technique today, but the tool itself, videopeel.com, is the, what we are talking about as one of our four tools. And the fourth and last one, also uh, used for, in conversations private previously too, is an engagement platform in which people can share video or photography to a single destination that then can be reviewed for your potential usage. Um, Edimate allows for you to create a custom interface for your business, mobile application interface, has your logo, has what you want to ask of people, like people's emails or their name, or what's this video or image that you're sending me. But it's a solicitation of rich media engagement. It allows uh, your guests, your team members, which we've talked about it in previous shows, specifically to say, hey, not everybody is there when the most beautiful sunset in front of your hotel happened, but one of your team members could be. You don't want to give everybody the keys to the kingdom on accessing your social platforms in which to post it, but you would have, like to have a way in which you could facilitate, say, hey, if you got that picture, put it here and we'll see it. Not rather than, you know, do I send an email to somebody or do I text somebody or do I remember the email? Not necessary. The interface allows them to go over and immediately open it up, say who they are, say what it is, attach the file to it, and it gets sent to a, a folder that the person in charge gets to see and look at and say, oh, wow, that's an amazing picture. Let's go over and use that. So that's what EditMate is used for, and that is E-D-I-T-M-A-T-E dot -E com, EditMate. So those are our four tools that we're going to quickly jump in to talk about into our technique discussion, but our tools are rumble.studio, dub.com, videopeel.com, and editmate.com. And why do we put all these together? Well, here we go. This is our technique discussion of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So the theme of our technique discussion this week is ways to see and hear your guests. We are always wanting to know what our guests think. Traditionally, historically, it has been through surveys, either asking them or soliciting them, posts, day, emails, what have you, where we have a series of questions, uh, NAP being one of them, um, which is the primary would you return or recommend business to us. Um, the idea is that we want to understand their perspective of their stay. Now, we've had some wonderful conversations about the modalities of this and the timing of this. And one of the things that I've always stuck to that was shown to me by Edward St. Ange in particular with their Flip2 platform is if you do a post-stay email survey request, the traditional way that we've always done this with hotels, you're asking them to recount their stay with you in the auspices that there might be negative content they wish to share, something that since you've asked, I'll tell you, which is what 
kind of we want. We want to know whether we did something in, that was below their expectations. But is that really the last communication relationship you want to have is bringing up and reminding them of a negative aspect of their experience with you? A lot of times it's how you ask the question, right? Um, and so as much as you want the information, the timing of asking them after they left and it being one of your first, your last official dialogues with them until you solicit their business again going forward is not really the most positive way of ending that relationship. It might dampen down some of their interest in coming back to you because they're like, yeah, that was, that was just terrible. I didn't like that that much. And then when it comes back to, should we go back? You know, that last memory is going to flash in their head going, well, you know, thinking about it when I gave them the survey, you know, this wasn't right. That wasn't right. I don't know. Let's see if there's someplace different. That's the impact that most of the times can have on you. So how do you listen to your guests? How do you get them to tell you, share with you, and what have you? Now, we've been advocates for a very long time about surveys, about questionnaires, about solicitation of, of feedback. We want that feedback. Timing is to of when you do it and the modality of getting it done it's always a question mark. Do you, uh, out of the blue, engage them? Do you, in a roundabout way, re-engage them? Is there an incentive value that you say, you know what, we'd give you X to get this because their feedback is valuable? And thinking that we're really asking for a favor in most circumstances. We're saying, if you let us know something, um, that would help us. It doesn't necessarily help them. So we can incentivize it. That's usually a, a prime way of getting people to participate is saying, hey, do this, get this. A lot of the other ones is people have a willingness to share their perspective. It is a motivation for people by nature. Um, they want to tell you what they think. They want to share with you an idea. They want to give you constructive criticism or praise. It is a natural human feeling to have that kind of communication. Uh, in our society, however, people have come to quickly realize that both personal information and interpretation of information or sharing of experiences are value-based assets. Why just give it away when there might be something that they can earn for this? The other way of looking at it is to see if there's ways that you can create that engagement potential in the way that they share it with you. And this is where our tools come back into the discussion. We often say, wow, if we could get a video uh, review that we could share. And you know what? People might feel very much inspired to share with you how happy they had a time with you, but they don't want to be a face on a camera. They don't want to do that in front of a camera um, for whatever reasons they have. Not, not here to judge why they wouldn't. Uh, but a lot of people just don't feel like it that inspired. Now, that said, there are a few that are like, heck yeah, I'll get on the camera and tell you how awesome this day was. And they're very much about being open about it. And people love to be on the camera. I mean, from a person-to-person -person sharing, people are way oversharing. <laughs> There's a thousand and one selfies every day, as it's been said in society. We went from taking pictures of things to taking pictures of ourselves in front of things. And that's because of the easiness of making photography within phones and all these other things that have made that influence. But that's sharing between people and or people that are following or that selective choice. The fact that somebody's going to share themselves visually with a business so that the business can share them in infinitum forward, it sometimes is a daunting perspective that people are just like, you know, I'm, I've really enjoyed myself. Happy to tell you that. Don't want to be on camera to do that. Don't want my face on that. Um, so that that handles the video appeal conversation to a certain degree. Okay. 
um, and, and to a degree the dub conversation. Now, that being the case, both dub and video appeal do what Rumble does, which is audio sharing as well. You can just do audio on them. Uh, Rumble, which I told you was uh, asymmetric uh, audio recording, is a really neat tool because what it does is you can actually record yourself asking a question and leave it to them to either push the button that says, yes, use my mic, which you always ask permission to use their hardware and their phone. Ask permission to use the mic in which they can audibly answer you. We also have in the context of that because we do that for the live show every week. Now, we send out a link saying, hey, this is going to be our topic. Do you have any questions or, or opinions about this topic that we can share on the show? That makes it easier for us to get more people to engage with the show without necessarily being there live to ask in the chat box. Um, we also give them the option of exposing whom they are, what level they're comfortable with. Is this, you know, be happy to share who I am and share the audio? <coughs> That's fine. Or, no, don't indicate who I am, but you can share what I said. Two, three, don't share who I am, don't share what I said, but you can refer to it. That way, it can be as, as opaque as the person is most comfortable with. That makes it easier for us to have solicitation with more people because they realize it will honor that request. Uh, but we find there's a lot of people flat up saying, hey, yo, you can use my name and everything else and you can put the audio right into the into the, the, the show. That's fine. We have those uh, because people are very much engaged with the topic and the content and they're not trying to be opaque about that. Um, dub and video appeal, as I said, do audio with it as well. <clears throat> Strangely enough, EditMate, which is a uploading platform we talked about in the tools also will do audio updates mp3 up uploads of audio and we can use those um the solicitation of using edimate as much as it can do audio is not its strongest feature because people might be confused with putting their information in and thinking then they have to share an audio a lot of people are not as familiar about where to find their audio files on their phones so that makes it a little bit more challenging for them to take it, find it, share it. That's where Rumble Studio helps a lot because literally the platform is based on audio input, audio engagement. So it takes out the, the complexities of asking for an audio file um, by actually creating it within the platform itself. So as much as Animate can do it, it's probably the least I would use for doing it. Video Peel and Dub as well. The option to use audio only is there. So using in the platform on a web base where people can perennially add their comments and or videos if they so choose or just audio makes it convenient because they can in the platform literally hit audio record only much like Rumble. Rumble is truly dedicated to just audio only engagement asymmetric recordings. So why all these tools in relationship to our talk, technique time discussion of way to hear and, and see your guests is because we need to find creative ways to ask questions on platforms and formats that are asynchronous to being able to do it regardless of what platform we're asking them. Like I said before, we can have somebody reply back to us in Facebook, but not everybody's versed in how to do that as an audio or as a video. Um, they might just type it. That's fine. But there's also how do you um, get the permissions from them? 
without, you know, unless you do the disclaimer version, which is saying by answering us, you give us the rights to refer to and, and exercise the option of identifying you, blah, blah, blah. And that might steer people away going, hey, 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 I just want to answer your question. I don't want to be ripped out of your posts. And, you know, Lauren says, and he's with XYZ company, and he says it's blue and red, not red and blue or whatever. They, that begins to turn people off when you have to put disclaimers and things because that's basically you're, you're doing a mea copa. Don't blame me. Don't, you know, don't hold us culpable, whatever. And that creates doubt as to whether or not it would be used for the purpose of its intent of contribution. So keep in mind with that these platforms are great augmentations to the simplicity factor of offering them a means of modality to fulfill what you're asking them so you have to keep the flexibility of is, is audio only is it going to be video if it's going to be video type do you get permissions to use these things do you outline how you would use them like we say with the show versus putting it on somebody's testimonial page of a website for a hotel be clear and concise about the intent of your request and the use of their answer it was a true key critical components to both seeing and hearing your guests because you want to understand your guest's perspective. It improves your serviceability, improves your quality of product. Most importantly, it improves your ability to identify what it is that your guests want to know more about or what they'll respond to when presented. You know, if you if people constantly tell us, you guys never told me about how awesome your XYZ thing was on the beach. Had I known I would have stayed longer or I'm telling all my friends because I didn't know about it, then that means you need to put that more additional content on your website. You maybe need to feature it in your ads more because you're getting that kind of feedback telling you that that was a, a, a discovered gem of service. That's where the power, in a very small way, of the feedback from your guests come in. So there you have it. That is our technique discussion this week. Ways to see and hear your guests. And that brings us to our news and live show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our live show was braced, uh, was blessed, excuse me, not braced, blessed with the attendance of Ms. Stephanie Smith from Cogwheel Marketing, founder and Digital Maven, uh, which I love that title. Um, we talked a lot. The, the topic started out and stayed centric to revenue management innovations with Cogwheel Marketing because one chance to talk what Stephanie and her team were doing in the sense of BI intelligence and how did they tackle and handle where we are right now, uh, you know, in the course of the year where we're going into budget season, we've referred to that now a few times on the live show and, of course, here on the podcast. But how does that all fit in the spectrum of communication, dialogue with ownership versus management versus operations of the hotel at property level versus the teams in the property for sales and marketing and revenue management? And so we had some fun discussions about the value of data and the interpretation of the data in a way that is balanced between all those people looking at it because as we pointed out data can be skewed to the eye of the presenter and that can be uh, blinded to the things that aren't supporting what the presenter is saying and enhanced uh, when it does support it and that is the biasness of statistics biasness of data and data's interpretation really not biasness of data but biasness of data's interpretation. So we talked about the logistics of interactions between how brands are approaching it, what they're doing and providing in services, because Cogwin Marketing is very focused on brand-centric communications and enhancement. Uh, Stephanie and her team are phenomenally excellent at going to brand management companies and sharing with them uh, means and modality to fully utilize the brand initiatives, brand services within the brand platform framework, which if anybody has been a branded hotel versus non-branded hotel, you understand the literal difference between night and day between 
being a brand hotel and not being a brand hotel and the things you have to work with and the tools you have available and the reporting that is available and the solutions that are available, so forth and so on. And she and her team do a phenomenal job of doing that so much so that they've made their own business intelligence tool to reflect reporting information that is even more and more helpful for marketing decisions, revenue decisions, and operations decisions. So it was a very fun conversation with Steph. Stephanie has, of course, been on the live show with us over many years, and it was great to get her back. She finally got unbusy enough that we could grab her and have her join for a Friday morning, and it was a joy to have her on and a pleasure to get some insights and updates as to not only what Cogwheel Marketing, her company, is doing, but also to what the brands have changed since the last time we had the chance to talk to her about it. So there you go. Remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Podcast. The list goes on. 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri just asked to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please leave us, uh, rate us, and smash that subscribe button so that others can help discover us. All of that helps people discover us. And of course, if this is your first time listening to us, please hit the subscribe button on the platform you discovered us on or any of the other 38 platforms you can find us on. Um, also, for an archive of this and all of our previous podcasts and live shows, they hold, they live forever now in a perpetual I Love Lucy Rimrun platform called HospitalityChannel.tv, which is our web-based replay website. We also have TalkTravel.tv, which is our gateway web-based into our TV channel, which is an app also on Apple iOS and Android. Uh, called Hospitality Channel. It is also on your Roku TV, your Google TV, your which goes to your Google Sticks and so forth, your Amazon Prime, which goes to your Fire Sticks and Kindles and all that, as well as also uh, Amazon Prime Video. You can find us, just look for the channel, Hospitality Channel. The live show is always on the free side, along with software and services, where you get to discover and see um, products and services for the industry. There is a paid gateway for other content that is dedicated to hospitality as an industry. It's not an entertainment channel in the sense that you're going to learn diners, drive-ins, and dives, restaurants to go to, or travel destinations. Although, be it, those that participate with us and share content with us, it's great to see and learn about their properties and also their services and their industries and their businesses uh, via the content that they share with us. So, highly recommend if you get the chance, $4.99 a month gets you amazing content. So that, uh, oh, um, we'll see you next week, obviously. We're going to have another guest next week for our discussions. We'll tell you about that as the weeks go on. And until then, my name is Lauren Gray, and I thank you for the privilege of your time and look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 365 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserve Copyright 2022. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.